Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody welcome back to the end in mind i'm your host caitlin and this recording episode has been a long time coming so thanks so much for being here with me today jade hello i'm so happy to be here yeah we've been talking about recording this for months now so so happy that we're both sitting down at our desks ready to do this it's gonna be fun yay I feel like it's been like six plus months for the listeners. Sometimes we sit in the DMs and we would just like bop back and forth, like check in, like, hey, you still around? What's going on? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and that is life. It's also been summer. So we've been doing our thing. I know you've been traveling. I've been traveling. So yeah, yeah. totally. It's important to take time off when we can, right? And I know you were like relocating and stuff. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll just kind of get into it. Yeah. So hello, everyone. My name is Jade. I am a art therapist, a healer, intuitive healer, and an integrative trauma coach. So I kind of work across a lot of different modalities, but my main goal with my clients, with my business, is I help women heal their trauma and expand into their most authentic, their most expressive, their most embodied selves. Um And their life, you know, obviously in correlation with that. Yeah, I moved to Vancouver about three months ago over the summer. Previously, I was in Hong Kong. Um, I was born in Hong Kong and raised there, but um, spent a lot of time in the U.S. My little story to start it off, I guess, is um, I actually used to work in corporate, as many of the coaches in our world do. And about three, four years ago, at the beginning of COVID, I was really just going through like a massive existentialist crisis, was really just unhappy with 
how I was mentally and like where my life was going. And so I decided to quit my job with really no plan or no idea what I was going to do next. And then I started just diving into self-development, started meditating a lot. And then the calling came to me one day during meditation to train as an art therapist. So then I did. (laughs) And that led me to doing a program, a degree that was based in Vancouver, but I was doing remotely from Hong Kong. And then, you know, while I was doing that training in art therapy, I ended up also just diving really deep into a lot of different alternative modes of healing, um, like somatics, like, you know, different like body-based trauma healing methods. Um, That's also, you know, during this time, I also had my massive spiritual awakening. And so that's like really opened up my whole world. And now my whole thing is I bring all of these modalities and all of this like expanded consciousness to my clients. Um, It's just a good time. (laughs) Amazing. I resonate with your story so much. I think I shared this with you, but just for the listeners, like if this is your first time tuning in, I actually launched this podcast during like my spiritual awakening in 2020. So I totally get it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Was that an intuitive nudge as well? Definitely. It Mm. came out of like, lots of meditation. I was in conventional therapy at that time, actually, Mm -hmm. when I launched the show, which was really interesting for me. It kind of hit like a brick wall, which I actually shared throughout recording the show. Like it was amazing early on, you know, I had never done anything like that. So it was really eye-opening once I transitioned into more of like holistic and healers that something like what you provide, which is a little bit more expansive, we might say in the modalities Mm. and, you know, like with the knowledge that exactly like my therapist was fantastic. I still recommend her to people um, if that feels aligned for them. But I do also say like my healer that I still work with has helped me level up. I think a lot faster, like it just kind of took the trajectory of my healing in a a more of a linear fashion, not that it's always linear because that's not healing, but it was just a little bit more accelerated, we might say, you know, than like conventional yeah. therapy, which took me like six months to have awarenesses, you know? <laughs> yeah. The viewers cannot see, but I am like nodding my head vigorously. So, <laughs> I mean, I honestly had a very similar experience in that, like, I was seeing a talk therapist for, I don't know, like from 2018 to like 2022, really, I was seeing 2021, maybe I was seeing a talk therapist who I love and I still recommend to people. But um, at some point when I was, you know, really diving deep into all of this, I realized that, you know, how talk therapy, I'm going to go on a little spiel here, (laughs) how talk therapy really works is that it works in the dimension of the mind, right? It's very much cognitive. It's very much conscious. And so when we go into a talk therapy clinic, an office with a talk therapist, we are very conscious of what we are going to say. And usually the narratives that we speak about and that we run on and run on and like, you know, want want to analyze and interpret are narratives of the ego. They're narratives of like our conscious, what we consciously know, 
But the matter of reality is that there is actually so much, most of our memory, most of our everything is stored in the subconscious. And so that is why when you work with a healer with like alternative modalities, whether that be, you know, energy healing or hypnosis or whatever it may be, breath work, um, it allows you to tap into your subconscious and your, you know, I call it the body and the soul um, as well, which allows you to accelerate that healing because you're working across the mind, the body and the soul, if that makes sense. Um, And so that's such a common thing that I see that I've been seeing pop up more and more. And I have clients who come to me who feel like they have exhausted their options with talk therapy. They feel like they've been in it for a long time, traditional modes of therapy. Um, And yeah, they just feel like they're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and it's not working. And I'm like, well, the answer is, (laughs) is kind of like expanding your yeah, expanding your access um, into other parts of you outside of your mind. I love that you brought that up. <laughs> no, I think that that's like a great explanation. I love that you explained for the listeners as well. Like if you are in conventional therapy and you're wanting more of that mind-body connection, especially with something like trauma, which I think we'll get into next year, Um like in my experience, I was actually just on with a lovely client and we were talking about some of the memories that you can store in your body. And like, if any of the listeners listen to Joe Dispenza, he's been sharing a lot more about this recently in recent interviews, even though it's something he's always touched upon, he's diving a little bit more in depth now, which I really appreciate. Like, the science background of how the brain works and how it connects with the body and how you can actually get like physically ill. And it's interesting as a healer, I would love to know, like, I feel like I can foresee when my clients are maybe heading in that direction. Like, of course you can see it for yourself, the more you tap into your intuition, but I can like feel it for them. Like, I'm like, it's okay. I wish I could save and like fix, right. And fall into like this people pleasing, but it's not my journey. So I would love to know how you, you know, continue to be that guide without getting in, in the thick of it, you know, like with them. That's a beautiful question. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, Caitlin's podcast, you're probably someone who is naturally intuitive, When you're naturally intuitive and you're naturally sensitive, some people are also just highly sensitive people. In general, you're just physiologically wired to be more sensitive. And that's a beautiful thing. It's like such a gift and strength and superpower that some of us have. And like never strip that away, right? Never diminish that. But I mean, there's there's like a very big conversation, but a lot of us will have experienced trauma. You know, you mentioned that we were going to go into trauma a little bit. We'll have experienced trauma that, make us subconsciously run in those people, people pleasing anxious patterns, as you mentioned. Yeah. And when we have that attachment style kind of wired in within us, that is going to mirror in the way we work with clients and the way we, um, you know, have romantic relationships in our friendships and our relationships with our family. And I would say the one thing the, the best thing, foundational thing that you can do if that's something that you feel like you kind of like hold a space with is to 
release your trauma. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like a lot of that, a lot of that wounding really is, is energy. Like trauma is just energy that's stored in the body. And so if you can subconsciously feel safe enough to release that energy and you can do that through so many different modalities, a lot of different healers will work differently around this. Um, then you dissolve the root of that people pleasing pattern. And then, so when you are actually working with clients, let's say talking to people, falling in love, whatever it may be, your, your intuitive magic is pure. Does that make sense? It's not tangled up in um, a trauma wound or like a people pleasing wound. So you're just in your gifts as opposed to, you know, making that clear. Right. When you can dissolve that, then it's no longer there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And like all of our listeners are highly sensitive too. So I love that you touched on that. Like I'm a highly sensitive. So that's where as being a coach, yeah, I'm totally know you get this because it's like at one point I even questioned if I could be a coach, like, cause I didn't think that I had the tenacity to be able to not connect like And I still, you know, I love my clients. Like they're like my best friends, but now I'm very clearly, even today I was like, oh, I'm so glad this is coming up for her now. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm so happy that we're unpacking some of this. Cause even though you can see it and you know that it's coming when the Mm -hmm. client, when you hold the space for the client and they have their own epiphanies and it's going to work so much better for like any coaches listening. And it's so much more beautiful to witness rather than trying to facilitate some sort of conversation that isn't the time, you know? So I love how you said, like, once you disconnect from the trauma, you clearly can hold the space. Yeah. I also think that like, at the end of the day, like people are on their own journeys and like you are in their life as their coach for a reason. And so you are probably activating them in, in, in right timing for a reason. And so by just holding the space really solidly, like you say, you give them the opportunity to rise as those roles are there to intersect for a reason. That makes sense. But with that said, it's like, I also think when, I don't know, when when you see a client and you can kind of sense that they're looking for, they're almost like looking for, um, they're looking for a specific type of guidance and you feel like you are able to give it to them through your intuition. I also think that you should, (laughs) because I mean, that's what they're hiring you to do in a way. Um, And so it's like that fine balance you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And I'm sorry. We just like went on a tangent into that, but I really was curious, you know, like how you do that and how you think about it too. Cause there's so many different levels of trauma. Like when you start working with people and this might be like from an ethical standpoint, which I feel like you and I hold very close values. It's like, I don't want to upset somebody or like, cause a psychotic break, you know, like that's not why they hired me either. So I like very clearly set boundaries or like if a client is sharing stuff that I know that I can't help with, you know, of course, like we said, we recommend therapists. So for any of the listeners, if you feel like you're in over your head, follow your intuition and recommend someone that might have that 
you know, deeper knowledge that your client may need. But I love exactly how you said, if you feel intuitively that you want to share, like I'll say, let me know if this resonates. And then I'll maybe like share a narrative or something that I'm seeing. That way it doesn't feel like I'm like projecting onto them too. And like them taking on the belief, which I'm sure is something you have to be very mindful with around trauma. I love that you brought in like the word projection, because that's, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, we're all kind of just projecting on each other, but when you can be really, really conscious of like, are you projecting? I'm using air quotes for everyone listening. If you, are you projecting from a place of like good intention and intention for your client and like, what is the highest and best for them? I'm getting ringing in my ears as I say this, (laughs) as opposed to like, you know, wanting to speak or to guide from a place of like you and like your needs, right? Because when we are in a container as a, as a mentor, as a coach, we're doing a service, right? And same as like, when we are a client, as a coach, we, we hire someone to give that service to us. And so, um, just remember being discerning about how you were always you're in these spaces giving service to others and that should be like the guidepost of how you quote-unquote project and how you speak and share and like yeah how you move them through something I really like that just resonates so much I feel like you're gonna say something else profound especially with the ringing in the ears I'll just let you keep going I don't know. I think it's just such a it's such an interesting topic I feel like I've never actually spoken with anyone about about like using intuition in this sense in, in like a, in like a coaching mentorship space, like in this exact topic. So I don't know what else do I have to say? Like, can you tell us more about like how I love how you explain intuition can be wrapped up or like impacted by trauma, which can like continue to utilize projection or like create your reality, right? Like if you're stemming from the trauma, like for the viewers, I'm kind of imagining like as a visual, it's kind of like you're a tree and you have all these roots going down, but your trauma might be like hanging on to one of those roots, right? Or like maybe like a part of the neurosystem of your tree is like dead, right? Or it's like isolated because it's not that your growth can't, you can't continue to breathe life into that in the future, but it's just kind of hindering the growth of your roots. Mm-hmm. Um, in that one section. So how do you help your clients? Like, I feel like the intuition and trauma is so closely linked because of identity. And I would love to know like your perspective on how you can kind of separate all of these pockets. So it's not so like this ball, like I just keep seeing like a nest of energy. Mm. Okay. I have thoughts. One thing I want to add is when we think about intuition, I think intuition is kind of like a really vague word that sometimes people don't know how to define. I would say that intuition is like the intelligence, the natural intelligence and wisdom of your mind, your body and your soul altogether holistically working. And it's like that, like je ne sais quoi, right? It's like that, like you, you can't really describe it, but it's that knowing that you have. And when it comes to its relationship with trauma, um, well, actually, let me backtrack. I think that, I mean, if you're listening, you know this, everyone is intuitive. <laughs> everyone has intuitive gifts. Everyone is intuitive in their own way. But it's just that, you know, over life, over experiences, through the years, 
a lot of us will first of all learn that intuition is quote unquote not important is something that is less valuable than let's say like your logical cognitive rational thinking I feel like I very much work in a realm where you know we talk about intuition a lot and like that's the main thing and the thing that we try to really flourish and grow in our clients with that said we all need our rational brains we all need our logical brains and that's there for a reason it's there to protect us right our logical way of thinking is the thing that helps that helps protect our it's our ego speaking and it helps protect us day to day but i'm going a little bit of a tangent here intuition is that thing that is often suppressed in a lot of us and so especially when it comes to having experienced trauma which I would say all of us, everyone has experienced trauma to some degree. Everyone holds trauma in some degree. There's, of course, quote unquote, small trauma and there's big trauma. Um, I don't even necessarily like using those like categories because I feel like trauma is your own experience of what has distressed you and what has overwhelmed you in your life. And it's not up to anyone to say, you know, whether your experience in a car crash was a big T or a small T trauma, et cetera. But everyone has experienced trauma, whether that be from childhood, adulthood, through your life. And how trauma affects your intuition is that it clouds it at the end of the day. That's really what it is. It, what trauma does, it's energy that like fragments and like sticks in your nervous system when your nervous system is on overdrive and you're on that fight or flight and you are in survival mode, if you're highly stressed, you're super anxious, a lot of us might have, might like recognize and know that like chronic state of dysregulation and holding trauma in ourselves, we're going to be on survival mode, right? Like we said, we're going to be running and running and running. And when you're running and running and running, you're not going to be able to actually tap into your intuition because your intuition is the part of you that is not ego-based. It's the part of you that is soft, that is like your vulnerable, almost like inner child part of you. It's that part, it's it's the part of you that's stored in your inner child. And it's um, when we have, when we're in that like nervous system response, high stress, high stress, high stress, we're going to be thinking from our logical as much as possible. We're going to be overthinking, overrunning, over worrying. And so we lose often quote unquote, lose our attunement to our intuition. And um, yeah, I think that's something really important for everyone to understand um, because to a degree, we all experience stress. You know, we all experience, we, we all have felt dysregulated in some, you know, in some form at some time in our life. And yeah, it's just important. <laughs> Yeah. To like slow down too is like what I hear you saying. It's like you almost can't tap into your intuition if you are only operating from like masculine energy. It really has to be both. And as speaking as like a recovering workaholic, how do you help your clients do that? You know, do you work with a lot of business owners or have you seen that where like even corporate people like, you know, we really might have this like ingrained, like this belief that if we don't work, then we're worthy. Litness is yeah. like low or, you yeah. know, it's like not worth living. Like people, like the narratives that can come up, you know, as a perfectionist too. 
Yeah. Um, I will say that this has been a struggle for me as well. Very much grew up in like the hustle mentality, very much like tied, tied my whole value and like my whole like career identity to like the amount that I worked. And like, I just didn't feel worthy unless I was working, you know, 10 hours a day and giving it my all and like draining myself out what really is behind that we're kind of everything i say kind of goes back to the same thing but what is really behind that is a lack of safety that you have within yourself lack of safety that you have within your self love um your worthiness it's also at the end of the day kind of a people pleasing pattern that's what it's rooted in um and what all of that is further rooted in is just a lack of safety in your nervous system. Um, And your nervous system runs everything. It runs your entire like daily responses, the way your organs function, the way you breathe. It runs like the whole show that is happening with your body every day subconsciously. And if your nervous system is on high running, then you are going to be in that state, mind state of like running, running, going, hustling, hustling, hustling. And that's why that that's why that happens. And so the work is to calm your nervous system is to slow down. Like you were saying to reset your nervous system, to learn how to drop more into parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. And the more you can do that, the more you wire your body to be able to access that place and then to feel more comfortable with that place. But I would say in addition to that, it is also going to be about healing your trauma, healing the parts of you that have made you feel unloved or, you know, unworthy so much so that you have, you feel like you have to prove yourself to the world to work, you know, 80 hours a week. Um, all of that, you know, with my clients, from what I see, it's, it's almost always a trauma response to something it's always always attached to a memory that or multiple memories that you have or a way of like a way of like modeling that you learned when you were young so rewiring that healing that by doing a lot of inner child work by doing shadow work by like literally releasing the trauma from your body as well breath work somatic healing just like giving compassion and love to the parts of you that were wounded and that's how you start to really rewire that pattern. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, again, I just love all of your explanations today. And like for the listeners, I know that this might either sound easy or it can sound like, how am I going to slow down? Like, how do I, you know, I'm a mom, I have kids, I have this going on. I run a business, you know, like the list kind of starts to be built in our brains and I was so stuck in this place like two years ago. I was really unhealthy and I had high blood pressure, like from putting pressure on myself, like the rhetoric completely aligned, you know, with like what was happening. And recently my diagnosis actually got removed and it's all because of slowing down, like, and really tapping into my body. So I would love for you to explain how important it is to have somebody to do this with you because I don't, I know I couldn't have done it alone, you know? 
Oh my God, that makes my heart feel so warm. I'm so happy for you. That's like almost like a congratulations. That's a huge, like I know how much, like you were saying to the listeners, like I know how how much of a leap that can feel. It, it takes a lot of work to rewire your nervous system. And it takes a lot of like trust and like self-determination and discipline to be able to slow down when your body's natural learned not natural your body's learned way of being is to to go 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 right to be the opposite um to go against that automatic response is like it's it's a very it's a very difficult thing so amazing um but you're saying how important it is it's super important I feel like you need you need someone like you like it literally there's so many times where I was like screw it it's so much easier to just be the way I am you know and I'll I, be connected like I'll have a tribe people know me the way that I am now and they still love me you know like the things that your brain tells you to stay where you're at to stay stagnant it's like so tempting you know so many I have so many points on this first of all is that it, it goes back to you know the fact that our conscious mind is running we are in our conscious mind all the time and if we are running those conscious quote unquote, limiting beliefs all the time. And we have that like self-critical part of us, just like a lot of us who are anxious and like overthinkers and like the the really hustle mentality go-getters tend to have a very, very like overactive dialogue in their head. If that dialogue is going on all the time, all the time, all the time, you're, how are you going? It's very difficult for you to be able to cut that dialogue, right? And when you have someone to help hold you and like kick your butt sometimes give you a little like kick and like just tell you no stop even just that is is like priceless you know in your journey um and another thing I want to say is that um a lot of people I think just because of the way society is wired and our culture is a lot of us as women especially feel like we have to be in that very high masculine hyper independent miss independent way of like being and we feel like we can't um we have to do it all ourselves we have to do it all ourselves like all our responsibilities we have to take it on we have to be you know the the one at home where we have to be like hustling at work we also have kids and we also we do all this stuff and it's all on us and we don't allow ourselves to give time to ourselves there's like a lack of permission that we allow to to realize that like you you can't just be sending your energy outwards all the time you can't just be living in external all the time and like coming back to you and your internal is so important and you deserve that and it is just it's just necessary right and where was I going with this my point was when we are in that like hyper independence mindset, sometimes we feel like we don't deserve to invest in ourselves or we don't deserve to um, prioritize that. Right. Yeah. Our mental health and our own needs. But you have to realize that when you prioritize yourself, 
in addition to everything else, when you can feed yourself and fill your cup, that allows you to show up so much better in the rest of your life. My point here just being that invest in yourself, you know, allow yourself to invest in yourself, not just like monetarily, but with your time, right? Yeah. With your, just like with the attention that you give to yourself and like what you need, what your body needs, um, how you would like to, you know, how you want to heal, how you want to yeah. spend time. Just like turning it back in sometimes, like you can ask for support and it's okay. It's normal because we are all social beings. Like we all need support. We're all, we're all in a, we're all in a web together. And so if any of the listeners here ever feel like they have to hold it all themselves and they can't ask for help, it's more than okay to ask for help. And we all need help. You know, even coaches have coaches, coaches have therapists, therapists have therapists. It's almost imperative. Like, I just want to stress this. Like, you need to ask for help. Like, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that you need some sort of guidance, you know, like a deeper, a deeper dive into this. And we're sharing this because Jade and I have experienced this. You know, it's not like we can't empathize with you and see you where you're at. Like we had these beliefs as well. And there is a different way of life. And I think that you mentioned earlier, like the programming and the constraints that society has given us and the entire world lives in this lifestyle and they don't believe that there is another way, you know? So like, Taking this step is scary because it is probably one of the least well-trodden paths, you know, like in our time here on this planet. So you are embarking on, you will be, you know, like an adventurer into this new way of life and you will have to shed and evolve. And like I just said to my client before we hopped on, I'm like, you're allowed to cry. Like, this is hard. You know, you're looking at this part of yourself that you've also ignored your whole life. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like coming to awareness moments where you start to feel really bad for yourself. You know, like there's real empathy that comes up. It's like, God, how did I miss this about me? And how did I not see that beautiful part of myself that now helps me every day in my life instead of ignoring, you know? I mean, what you're describing right there is the healing journey. It's the healing journey. It's like when you can come to a place within yourself where as things happen in your life, you are open to seeing these parts of you, these hidden old parts of you come up giving it compassion, giving them love and just seeing how they were there to protect you this whole time and building that building that connection and relationship with the different parts of yourself is essentially what healing is. And I really do think to add the, to add to that um you know there are a lot of I've seen a lot of people talk about healing in the sense of In the sense of like, you know, you do a program or you like go into a healing container and then you do the trauma work and then you heal and then you're done. And then you're like a blossomed, like 
beautiful flower <laughs> from the bud. And I'm like, yes, that is the transformation that does happen, that can happen if you, you know, commit to a container and you dive into the work, you do see that transformation. But at the same time, it's like, we are always, always learning about ourselves. We are always unpeeling different layers. Even if you have been doing the work for 30, 40 years, like you will still encounter things in your life that will activate certain parts of you. And it's about that like continuous friendship and compassion, like you say, that you give to these parts of you throughout your life whenever it comes up every day. Um, and that's why I always say like healing is like a lifestyle, like how you having um having the mindset of healing, not in the sense of like I'm doing the healing work, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right here. Not in the sense of like, you know, always having to be doing like trauma release, but in the sense of like always being intentional with the way that you are befriending yourself. That is a lifestyle that is about healing and that we should and we can all embody. Um, I think it's beautiful. It's the way of life. And I feel like as a highly sensitive, before we wrap up and you can tell mm -hmm. our listeners how in touch with you like my coach said something to me a few weeks ago which I feel like you probably say or I think you'll resonate with, with it like as a highly sensitive it's really hard to do work for yourself because you put how you were talking about the external like because you're so sensitive I don't know if this is how you feel but this is how I feel like if I know that something that I'm doing internally could potentially affect the external, it gives me that much more drive to do it like as a highly sensitive because I can pick up on that type of like energy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like an added bonus. And one of the things that she said was like coming in back into empathy and like holding space for your inner child and like feeling sad or like mourning about this part of your life, it will actually help impact world peace much faster and like show people a different way of empathy and discussing and like loving one another, you know? And I was like, that is why I'm doing this. Like, it's not even for me, you know? It's so, it makes the work so much more meaningful, you know? I love that. I love that because at the end of the day, like the only thing we can control and the only thing that we, yeah, the only thing we can control and really do is to be, this is so cheesy, but like to be in our highest selves, right. To be our best selves and to like serve from a place of soul and like live from a place of soul. And because like, that's what you are here to do. You're that's what you're here on this planet to do, right. We're all here to be in our, in our truth. And when we are in our truth, we are playing our role in the best way for the rest of the world and everyone we touch. And we have that ripple effect just based off of who we are and who we be. And it all just starts from within. And then everything else, like everyone who touches you, everyone who's meant to be in your life, like it has that effect and, and they are activated from you and vice versa. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how humanity works. And it's, I love, I love that. I love that you, you brought that up. 
Yay. I'm so glad. Yeah. Cause you were talking about like the interconnections. I feel like we could have a part two for our <laughs> listeners. If you want a part two <laughs> screenshot tag Jade and I on Instagram and let us know. <laughs> we'll do a part two anyhow, whether you guys want it or not, but just shout us out. <laughs> if you do this is so good. unpack. <laughs> Um, because I'm like thinking like fungi, like, I don't know if you've seen like fantastic oh, fungi on Netflix. my gosh, and you said connection. I was like, we are the fungus. That movie, <laughs> that documentary was so wild. I watched it like a month ago about, and I was like, mind blown. <laughs> I was like, what? That's crazy. Like every living person has to watch this. You know, it makes you think about like the world and life and people like, we are all interconnected, you know, like you can have an impact. And I think sometimes in this world, it can feel so hopeless, like, especially as a highly sensitive, like another thing I, I just got my Reiki certification and they talked about in level two, like you can start to send Reiki energy to like world events and like things that you feel like are totally out of our control, right. As an individual, as one person, But like to even just have that hope to like give this great light energy, like this is what we need as highly sensitive. We need hope in knowing that the work that we're doing will have an impact and a ripple effect on society. I think it already has, you know, with the amazing leaders that have brought us to where we are today. But now we can start to do our own work at home, like working with Jade. So can you tell us a little bit more about how we can get in touch with you and sign up with you and, you know, just follow along on your journey? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that little segue. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can find me at yourpeace.art on Instagram. And at the moment, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but at the moment I am launching a mind body healing program called alive and it is a program all about nervous system healing it's about trauma healing it's about finding that place of safety within yourself like we've talked about today um in the process of embodying more presence embodying more connection and embodying really like the most authentic version of yourself Um, And it's a beautiful program. It's 10 really, really rich, thick modules full of trainings that you get to do in your own time. And then it's actually one full year of bi-weekly, so twice a month, group healing calls with me, where we do the active trauma release through different modalities. I'm really excited for the program. It's going to launch in uh, mid-October. So if you guys are interested, anyone interested in doing you know, the nervous system work, everything we've talked about today, then that's like the entryway foundational program into my world. Otherwise, I also have, um, you know, my one-on-one mentorship container. And I have a couple other smaller containers as well that you can find um, on my Instagram, on my website. I won't like go on a whole tangent about those. And yeah, I also have a podcast, Creativity and Soul, um, that you can check out. And I think we're doing a part two to this. So yeah, part two will be over there. It's even better. That's perfect. Yeah. Yay. I'm excited. I can't wait to continue the convo. And yeah, for any of the listeners, all the links are below and always shoot me a DM. If you want me to connect you with Jade, I can just uh, link you guys up. If you're multitasking, um, like I said, give us a shout out, hang out with us over on Jade's podcast. We all have the links below so you guys can follow along with part two over there. 
thanks so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. So much for having me. It's great connecting. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.